Talk Show is brought to you by... Hey, want to feel young again? Are you tired, run down, have aches and pains, brain fog? This is science-based, not hype or fancy marketing. It really works. Carbon-60 helps detoxify your body on the cellular level. It stabilizes free radicals, just like the antioxidants found in red wine and berries do, but on a far smaller, more bioavailable nanoscale. It's like a bottle of electrons, helping your body to function better. You can also apply it on your skin, topically, over muscles, joints, or organs. Most people feel results within minutes. This is not a drug. It's organic carbon. Feel better today. About 95% of our users report more energy and clarity of mind within 10 days. Give us a call at Greska's Carbon 60 at 720-600-6040 or visit our site at c-60.com. Call 720-600-6040 and feel young again. Welcome back to the EMBC Network, iHealth Radio, the Fit and Fab channel, all the channels technically. I mean, we have a, a tremendous show today with a great guy that's going to take us into a journey of uh, a lot of things. I mean, he's really busy. <laughs> and uh, he, I mean, again, this guy, I, first of all, I want to salute him and thank him for his service because he is a veteran. And we'll talk about that part of his life. But also, he's an entrepreneur. He is an evangelist entrepreneur. He, he really pumps people up. He's a consultant. He has a gym. I mean, so we're going to talk fitness. We're going to talk business. We're going to talk, you know, uh, core values. We're going to get, get get into a deep dive here. My guest today is Jason Skisik. And uh, Jason, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited we finally made this show because I know we've, we've kind of rescheduled a couple of times. But, hey, we're here, and I think this is going to be uh, just awesome stuff. So I am glad you're here, and uh, thank you for being with me today. Awesome. Well, Hurricane, thank you so much for having me on the show. And it's definitely worth the wait. Even just before we hit record, I've already enjoyed our conversation. And I really appreciate you uh, sharing your audience with me today. Uh, listen, this is what we do. We have a lot. I always say this, you know, um, I, I refer to my network, the EMBC network as the resourceful and informative network, because mm. it is really not just talk shows, it's resources that are available to people that are listening to our viewers and listeners. And not only we give the information, but we also give access to folks and, and services that are available and products that can benefit your life in any shape and form. And so that's why we diversify our programming to make sure that that's happening. And of course, our mission is, is core as well. And we're going to talk about core values. My values are educate, enlighten, inspire, and motivate. That's really what we want to do today is to enlighten people and inspire and motivate them. And you can do all that stuff. But so so let's let's go down to your history and your story because you you started into all these things a few years back. Uh but but you know, we can go back to the youth, we can go back to the military. Yeah. It is your show, guide us through it. Let's talk about, you know, Jason and the story behind Jason to get that got him into where he is today. Yeah, you know, my story is like a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, you know, growing up, I had entrepreneur's disease, which means ADD in, in some circles. And so I was <laughs> super duper interested in, in the things that I was passionate about and the things that I was interested in. But I had very little interest uh, in following the rules and, and you know, fitting everything within the lines. Uh, and so I spent 
you know, most of my young life, I was spent in a, in an alternative school, you know, for kids like me. And, uh, you know, at the time that felt like it was, uh, like it was a cross to bear, but now I'm so happy that I was put in a situation where I was able to study at my own pace and I was able to pursue things that I was interested in. Um, and I had a family that was very supportive of me, you know, being super interested in certain things and maybe not necessarily being, you know, I just wasn't cut out for, for the corporate nine to five thing, uh, which I certainly tried. Um, and so when I got out of the military, uh, I'm sorry, when I got out of the school, I, I did what so many, you know, people like me that didn't know exactly what they wanted to do, do, uh, young men and women, I, I joined the military, uh, to hopefully learn some discipline and focus and drive and hard work. And I'll be darned hurricane if I didn't get all those things. Uh, and so if I grew up very spirit of the puppy, which is my first core value, uh, I earned my military mindset in my four years in the army. Uh, and then when I got out of the military, I did two things. Um, so many people um, take this route out of the military as well. I, I know many. Um, one, I went to school on the GI Bill and I got a degree in finance to, to go into corporate finance, which, you know, spoiler alert, that was okay, but it didn't work out great. Like I said, I'm not cut out for the corporate world, but I learned so many things there. I learned how to analyze businesses. I learned, you know, accounting and, and finance and, and really what makes, you know, money move in the world. Um, and the second thing I did at the same time was I started a small little dusty CrossFit gym and, and on the fourth floor of an almost abandoned warehouse in Chicago. Um, and I found very quickly that I would be, you know, in this, you know, high rise tower in downtown Chicago and working on a $50 million deal for a client. And all I could think about Hurricane was this little tribe of, you know, 45 people that we had started uh, that was in our gym and and how, it, how passionate I was about helping those people and fitness and health, uh, seeing them transform their lives like I had transformed my life through hard work, you know, working together in a group. I always call that collective elective suffering, uh, you know, and and so it, through a circuitous path, I, I decided to become a full-time entrepreneur and devote myself to the, the gym business. Uh, and as soon as I made that decision, things really turned around for the business. Uh, we were able to grow the business very quickly. Um, I had some unbelievable mentorship. Uh, and from that, I, I really fell in love with this idea of masterminding and mentorship and core values and systems. Uh, and so I put my focus uh, towards consulting for other gym owners. I did that for a few years, um, and I realized that the messages that I was getting from from the entrepreneurs I was helping, and the the advice and the help I was giving to those entrepreneurs in return, it wasn't just limited to fitness. Uh, and that's where um, I decided, after selling most of my two businesses, um, I decided to focus on uh, what's now called Spear and Clover, uh, and that's my company that helps serve entrepreneurs, uh, primarily in high ticket entrepreneurship, online businesses. Uh, you know, how to understand core values, build simple structures that can scale their businesses without them having to, you know, break down all the walls and wear all the hats um, and have loved doing that. Um, and then most recently have have uh, helped to start a, a very quickly scaling men's hormone optimization company called Primal Mountain Medical. Uh, so very much involved in in wellness, fitness, very much involved in in, in primarily serving men, uh, and very very much in love with the idea of of being an entrepreneur and helping evangelize that lifestyle. <laughs> that's quite a bit. That's a quite a bit. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Hurricane. <laughs> that's that's a pretty cool. You know, like a nice looking size. Uh, you know, uh, timeline. And we're gonna dissect a lot of that stuff right now. Sure, so let's, let's do it. So, so, so I, I, I do want to go back to the original piece of the discussion. Well, at least your story is that 
you were not like everybody else at, yeah. at a younger age. You you said you went to an alternative school, well, yeah. alternative school. Can can we expand on that a little bit? Because you know maybe parents are listening. They might have children that may have the same uh, you know yeah. personality or the same traits that the the regular school maybe, and they may be fighting at this point to to figure out why my kids are this way or they're not. I think it's important. I mean, your example is a perfect example to show that, hey, not everybody is made equal and the same way and everybody has a different drive, but yet you can succeed. I mean, ultimately you succeeded and your life is just as normal as anybody, you know, if not yeah. better than yeah. many, right? But the concept is some people, they may be stuck at that level. Whether And if we have any younger folks, you know, listening to this or, you know, still in the youth level and, you know, in high school or, I mean, it's a worldwide, you know, show. So, you know, there's no ratings to this one. So people can actually download the podcast anywhere. But if if they are watching, you know, you are a true example of of that. You know, it could work. It would work. And there's always alternatives. And and, and the regular school is not, you know, system may not be for everyone. Same thing for the regular business concept is not for everyone. Nine to five is not for everyone. And so, so let's go to that level, you know, of discussion, and then we can go to the corporate piece because I'd like to actually talk about that because uh, you, you've covered a lot of things that that are really beneficial in terms of the discussion today. So that's the first one we want to highlight, and then let's let's, let's take it to the next one. Yeah. What, sure. what do you say to those parents and or those young people that may feel that they're just not cut out for a standard school system? Yeah, I mean, I was pulled out of regular school in first grade. I was eight years old, uh, and I found myself in a group that was 40 kids from K through 12 that were typically behavior disorder kids. And, and I think that's what they would qualify me as, even though I was never a violent kid. I was never an ang- not a particularly angry kid. Uh, I was just very uh, ADD, right? I was very much, uh, you know, I would read... 20 books in in a couple of months, but you couldn't get me to pay attention to social studies or something. Um, and so what I would say is, you know, our our schooling industry was was really formed around, you know, the factory system. It was formed around this idea that we want to get people to pay attention to, you know, a very strict, you know, uh, lane uh, for eight hours a day or, or something like that. Um, and for many people that produces unbelievable results, maybe for most people, you know, these is, this is how we get many doctors and lawyers and, and business people and nurses and all of these really wonderful things. But for some people, you put them in that environment. It just, it makes it, 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 it stifles them. It, it holds them back. Um, and it's, it's not an easy task for parents, you know, certainly not then. And certainly not now for parents to understand that there are other routes where, you know, as a child, that's maybe different than others, you know, you can thrive in a different environment if you're given an opportunity to pursue those things that you loved. Cause I think there's one word that always just pops into my head. And it's the thing that I think drives everybody. Uh, the word that people like to use is passion. I like the word interest. If I'm interested in something and if someone is interested in something, I even just got chills saying it. It's like, there's no limit to the amount of effort uh, and focus and you know um, drive that I'll bring to bear if I'm interested in it. You know, if you're interested in video games, it's not hard to convince you to play video games for eight hours. If you're interested in business, it's not hard for you to spend your entire day and sometimes the night working on a business. If you're interested in football and on and on. And so for me, I've found that not by putting up walls in front of the sheep that want to go all over, but by shepherding my interest towards those things that can be valuable to myself and add value to the world. I've found that not only am I able to succeed, but I can't stop myself. I love doing the things that I get up and do every day, which is why I've been able to 
set up my life now where there is no boss. There is nobody that tells me to get up and crawl behind this desk and sit in front of these uh, computer monitors for a good chunk of each day um, because my interest is what's driving me forward. And so if there's anything I can tell those parents or those kids, it's that you know, your interest may shift, but if you can learn how to harness your interest and point it towards a successful path, there really is no limit, um, regardless of how you may be doing um, in a traditional school setting. Well, thank you, Jason. So, so there's there's a couple of things there. One, I, I love what you said um, about interest versus passion. You know, and and I think you're the first one who actually broke that down in this way, at least to my knowledge, and at least in the shows that I have listened to other podcasts. But really, uh, and and you're right, interest is the key. I mean, having passion is is great. It's like that's that's the the motivation behind. It's like the excitement. Yeah. But if you don't have an interest, and I think that's where a lot of people sometimes fail. And and again, I hear the word fail means they just don't thrive because I don't believe in failure, literally. Yeah. Uh, because they're driven by somebody else's agenda. And and most of us as kids are driven by our parents' agenda or by society's agenda. They want, as you said, there is a system, there's certain ways to, to conform to. And everybody is falling into those lines one way or the other. It's just different venues. Uh, as a kid, I mean, your parents pretty much kind of decide all the stuff for you. And they, they tend to. We all kind of, I'm a parent too. There's a point that I was always kind of like guiding my kids, but there's a point you realize that it doesn't matter where I drive them. It's going to be them that will have to make some, some of the decision. And if they're happy about what they, they do and they have the interest, then they're going to do it. And I, a good example, my daughter, and I, you know, I'm proud of her. Um, she, she similarly to you, uh, she had, uh, you know, just not a disability, but she just could not focus the same way. And one of the things that as she was going through the, the the selection into her high school, she loves beauty and cosmetology and stuff. And she signed up for that thing. I mean, she's doing terrific in it and, and yeah. you know, and, and she's graduating and she's happy. She's, she knows already what her drive is. Now, some people say, well, what is that? It's not a big deal. For her, it's a big deal. And I'm supporting that. That's her thing. That's her interest. And she can turn that into a business, a corporation, a franchise, whatever she wants to do. She can, and even if she doesn't, at least that she's doing something that she's happy with. And it, it's very difficult sometimes to support the ideology, especially when when kids are minor and you you have the overhead as, as the, yeah. the the parents. You know, oh, no, I want you. I'm I'm a successful story. You need to be successful. I'm this. You need to be. I'm a doctor. You need. And we see a lot of those examples. Yeah. Doctors have a lot of doctors in the family. Lawyers have lawyers in the family. They keep yeah. it within, which is great to do, but. But that doesn't always work that way, right? Sometimes it does, sometimes it does. Now, again, it still coincides with that interest piece. If those children have the same drive and they're motivated by the same, you know, type of work and they enjoy it, why not? They're gonna they're gonna thrive and, and really succeed. But if they were totally like, I don't feel this thing, and you'll find sometimes you have three, four kids, you know, some will will line up to the parents' thoughts and the other ones will be like, uh -uh, I'm the rebel. I don't want to do this. You know, you do you, I do me. And that's that's important. So so it, 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 the reason we covered this because I think th this is a real thing for a lot of people, and 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 it just happens that you know sometimes we push our kids in the wrong way, and some and by the way this affects us even in the long run because when we go to college is another example, you know we pick you know something and we wind up you know literally not working that thing. Many people, right. you yeah. know, get a degree in something just because they go to college. It sounded right at the beginning, but then they come out of that college, but it's like, this is not for me. I'm not, you know, I got a degree, but this is not my interest. I did it because I had to get that degree, but really it's not what drives me. 
And when you have that interest and the drive, then there's no, to your point, nobody's going to stop you. You can work 24 hours and you're going to enjoy what you're doing. And we always know this. We hear this all the time. If you can enjoy what you're doing, you never work a, you know, a day in your life. But that's actually behind that is that interest and that passion that goes with the interest. But if you have, like we say, I lost interest in, in, in a person or something, therefore you don't care anymore. Well, if you're not there, it's not going to happen. But it starts at that early age. And I think supporting that ideology. Now, you you, you nail it. The, the system has been designed for over a century plus, you know, like in the 1900s or 1800s, when it all started, there was a system behind why the systems was designed the way they were. To your point, there's this factories, there's business, even in the white collar, you know, concept, you know, it is still, uh, you know, you clock in, clock out, you got services, you got this, you got... It, you're basically part of a chain, right? That, you know, and listen, I come from corporate too. So I, I understand that. Um, and I, I, I subscribe to it and don't at the same time. I understand the concept, but I'm also a little rebellious in a way. So I, I kind of look work, work the both, you know, both angles, but it is, you got to find your way. That's the thing. And and I think you did. And as a message to people out there, uh, thank you because you, you probably can open up eyes to a lot of folks and maybe someone says like, you know, yeah, you know, I don't have to force my kids to do one thing because they're really good at this. Like, you know, my older son loves cars and he loves fitness and that's what he does, you yeah. know? So, so everybody like, you know, uh, you, you try to put them in a particular direction, but it's not always going to work. And if you force them into it, they're going to do it, but either they're not going to pass through it or, or succeed or they're going to do it and then they resent it. You know, eventually yeah, they're going to learn. They're going to learn that work isn't fun. They're going to learn that that's a part of their life they have to do. And, and like you said, if you find something that you get to do, then you never work a day in your life. All right. Well, so that that's it. And I think we, we talked about the whole concept of the nine to five. Again, that's yeah. not for everyone. You know, some people, they, they, they design that way. That's okay. You like to get up. It's the same routine. You wake up, you go, you do your thing. And, you know, you know, at five o'clock, you clock out and you're gone, you're home. That's it. You get drinks, whatever you want to do, go to gym, enjoy your life, your weekend hits. And, you know, TGI Fridays, you know, <laughs> five o'clock and I'm out and the weekend... That's a formula, again, that existed for a long time. And we have seen changes and shifts in that same formula. And uh, even pre-COVID, you know, you have an industries industries that actually kind of started that trend. Like you, there's no working schedule. You work with, I mean, it's performance-based. You know, we've seen that in the Silicon Valley. We've seen that in some other areas. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's getting there. I mean, there are companies that actually give you unlimited, you know, PTO time. I'm you just have to work. Yeah, you just yeah. have to work, right? So, so it's changed. That I mean, it's it's not the norm yet, but it is there as as a concept. Mm-hmm. And I think post COVID, you know, it, we it's clear that the old mentality, like you got to show up, you know, nine to five every day at work, otherwise the job doesn't get done. That's all gone. I mean, that that was that was cool, but it was proven not really that cool or that effective because because we've survived COVID and businesses still, if not, you know, they did better, right? Some of them, you know? And so, so the idea of people working remotely hasn't, hasn't failed. It just, it just structured. And with the technology we have now, it's not even difficult. Right. So, mm-hmm. so, so life changed a lot. So thank you for that first part of, of, of these, that my question. Uh, now the other part, now you have selected the option to go to military and, and that was a choice. I'm assuming that was your choice. Yes, sir. Um, so, so just curiosity, any reason army versus Marines? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually that's a good question. Uh, so really, well, two reasons. Why did, why did I join the military and why did I join army versus Marines? Uh, military, I'm sorry. Why did I join the military was 
I knew that I didn't have a path or a purpose. Uh, and my interest in those days was competitive pool and poker. So I was gambling a lot and I had no money and I wasn't that good. You know what I mean? I wasn't good enough to be a professional. And so it was one of those things where I just knew, okay, I'm super interested in this. I was very good at it. I was playing, you know, multiple tournaments a week and doing well, but I wasn't going anywhere. And I just could see the writing on the wall. And so I kind of had to make a decision, a decision to, to say, you know, basically I need to find some discipline. This is one of the main reasons why people go to the military. Uh, as far as why I decided to, uh, by the way, I, that worked. <laughs> uh, but why did I, why did I choose the army? I actually was between the air force uh, and the army. The Marines was a little scary to me. I wasn't disciplined. And so the idea of the very regimented Marine lifestyle, which I have nothing but respect for, for whatever reason, that branding, it was like a little scary to me. Uh, and the reason I didn't go into the Air Force, I, this is true, is because the Air Force like, told me, they they told me I had to go and collect all the information from schools and from all this other stuff. And then the Army was like, "We'll do all that for you." And I was like, "You got it." I signed up right there. <laughs> so it was laziness. That's why I went into the Army. Well, you, you know, but but you know, you touched on a lot of things. I mean, you're right. I mean, by the way, all military system, all. You know, uh, they all have discipline, and it's really, you know, it's it, you, you, there's no joke. You made it sound like the the Marines were like you know super, and the Army was not, but but the Army is just as as drill as as the other guys, just different ways of looking at it. Air Force, I mean, everybody goes through the same boot camp training and things like that, and it's just different. But but you're right, it's just different appeals and 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 and, and use. But at the end, it serves the same purpose. I mean, obviously, the air guys. You know, they have the, I guess, the better life because they just tend to fly around <laughs> and do different things, and you know, we love them. Uh, actually, I, 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 uh, I have, uh, I had a great show with 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 one of the uh, Air Force retirees, and uh, it, it's awesome. My father-in-law yeah. is was in the Air Force, and my 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 one of the mentors was a captain in the Air Force. So I love those guys. Uh, but 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 you, I love Maverick. You know, the movie Top Gun. You know, kind of thing. But you know, military is still the basics of all, and you know what. Uh, army does actually give you, you know, the the, the basics of discipline. And you're right. See, I I have never list, enlisted. I'm the only, the only child here, so that was kind of like you, you can't go, you know, parents wise. Yeah. But um, although I I did actually, believe it or not, true story. I I was um, registered to go to military school for medicine, and wow. uh, because I was the only kid in the household, uh, my parents were not for it and therefore i didn't pursue it but that was that was that was then and can't do nothing i'm i'm not regretting it but yeah. but yeah so so i'm always but i've been in the martial arts world and it's very similar to discipline you know the what's ranking. your martial art uh, i've done quite a few i've started in karate for years i've done taekwondo i've done, I've done ninjutsu or bushido or you know, you know the the art of the ninja if you want to call it that way so it's a little bit of aikido all the other stuff so i've i've, I've dabbled with these things and you know I'm, I'm i will continue living as a student of the arts i love them yeah. but but one thing i they help me in life is that discipline that comes with it the respect for ranking the respect for authority the respect for you know the the technique the respect for the environment understanding all the stuff all these things do apply in real life and mm -hmm. you cannot take that away in military and martial arts are tied together because historically those were trained it's the the, the arts for militaries that's basically yeah. what it is right or well, combat training all the stuff so it was always there and i and i appreciate it and and you know what there's nothing wrong with that and, and as i had you know told you i salute you for for your service of course and anyone that served and and you know um you, you, you i love what you said you know 
that's how we enjoy the freedoms, right? You know, uh, we need people that are willing to to do that and uh, to to stand for something and and keep you know uh, you know everybody's happy on the back end having our barbecues and doing nothing, <laughs> you know. So so but but really the concept of joining makes a difference. As a matter of fact, my oldest son did actually go into ROTC when he was in high school. And he did the boot camps and he did all that stuff. And he was good. He belonged into, a, you know, really a group of, of, of you know, friends. Uh, there was some respect there. There was there was a lot of discipline there that that helped him. So so it is it is a big, you know, concept. Not to forget, you know, the idea that you do get a GI Bill, you know, you know, uh, funding. And hey, listen, a lot of people actually go through it and then eventually use that money to go and finish college and things like that, which you did. Uh, again, I, I know a lot of people that did that. And uh they're great business people and leadership, you know, levels. And they 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 really made it through college because I mean college is not cheap. It's not, you know, you walk in, you get it. it's not prepaid for you. You gotta pay for it. And it's a business. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is. Um, unless you have some kind of scholarship, you know, other way, you know, this is a good way to get a scholarship and then I will fund it for your um, you know, school. So it is important. So you did that. And then after you finished that, I love that. I mean, you in the military, you're always training. So technically that that's part of your thing. You kept that same tradition. You have interest in fitness. You open your boot camp. So <laughs> boot camp is, is is typical. That's what 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 you know your uh, six months, I think was it three months, six months, six months, right? For for military training? Uh I think it was nine weeks. That's it. And then we had yeah, it's just nine weeks. I think the Marines is eleven and I think Air Force is like seven or eight. All right. Well, again, so boot camp it is, <laughs> yeah. and you use some of those techniques and some of the training. I'm assuming in your format, right? Or, yeah. Or... So we we opened a CrossFit gym, which is not too different from a boot camp. Um, but yeah, not not too different. And and so so you started there. That was your first business, mm -hmm. and 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 by the way, that is always scary for people because uh, starting a business, oof, you know, especially if you knew this, you're not cut off for the world of of corporate because you did go there. Uh, you know, uh, what I missed is, was it, was it in at the same time you were in the corporate same time. and Okay. So I went, I, we started the business when I was in college. And so it was at the same time I was going through college. And then as I went through and became uh, a banker, uh, we had just kept the gym. Uh, and, and absolutely. I never, I thought it was a hobby, right? It wasn't scary for us because, you know, we threw in, we each threw in $3,000. We, we made medicine balls out of, out of old basketballs. We put sand in old basketballs and taped them up. I mean, we really bootstrapped everything. Uh, and so it really was just a hobby. What I had learned in the military was, you know, if I want to do something and I have a group of people willing to do it, we can get it done. And, and so to me, that, that part wasn't scary. I remember vividly right when I got out of the military, you know, we had lived in the desert. We're building our own houses. We're pulling cable and digging holes and doing all this stuff. And if a drill bit breaks in Iraq, there's no Home Depot to replace it. But you still need that same hole in the wall today. And so you figure out a way to get it done. And so I had learned sort of um, the ability to troubleshoot, the ability to solve problems and make things happen. And so I remember getting back, standing on a street in Chicago, I was on Broadway and looking down the street and seeing all these signs for businesses and doors. And I thought behind those doors is somebody that owns that business. And I just don't believe that they're all somehow smarter or better than me. And so as soon as I had that thought, I just knew that I could become an entrepreneur, whatever that meant. And so I, I definitely had it in the in the front of my mind, even from probably that was probably a year before we started the business. Well, well, well that that a lot of stuff you covered there because the idea.
to your point, it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be difficult. You don't have to start rich, you know, in the business. You start with the basics. And you made things happen. And you're right. If you have a bunch of people that are willing to do what it takes and no, there's no excuse and it can be done no matter what circumstances, uh, you know, again, uh, necessary is mother of invention and, and that's it. You have a need, you have a necessity, you make it work. You use whatever you can. But again, that skill you learn in that military concept, whereby no matter what situation you're in, you're going to figure out a way out of it. And you did. So when you did it, it was not scary. But the reason I asked the question is that a lot of people are always afraid to start. I need it to be perfect. I need to have a biggest plan. I need to have everything that long term. You do have that ideology in your mind, but it doesn't have to be all ready and beautiful before you get started. A lot of people get hanged on that one and therefore they never start because they have all these doubts and questions about how, why, this, that, as opposed to let's get started and figure it out as we go. I mean, let's get the basics, you know, and then then from there you go. That's what you did. I mean, you, I love your medicine ball you know, and the basketballs. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of like they look the same, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you made it work, right? But that's the thing. Like, can you make it work with the little elements? And even from an investment now, granted, 14 years plus ago, but it doesn't matter. 3,000 is 3,000, no matter when, what time, actually 3,000 then, you know, could have been a lot of money, you know, <laughs> you know, cause you got to do it. But, but at the end of the day, you did also in, that's the other thing concept you did it in parallel. You were still in school, you're doing something you love, you have an interest. As you went to the corporate world, you had that, you were kind of like figuring out, this is not for me. The world of corporate is really cool, but you know, I mean, the bank, banking is pretty good, but, but you're like, this is not me. So you took all that knowledge, which by the way, I love what you said earlier corporate does have you know there's things you learn there so so for for me personally it took me i've been in corporate over almost 30 years and i've been on and off and in, in, in on the side in in businesses and stuff i always had some business going on on, on 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 as a secondary piece but i have to tell you that every single thing that you do as an entrepreneur as a business person if you went corporate it'll, it makes it a lot easier because you know some of the processes you know some things some shortcuts of things you can do and you have some level of discipline, again, in the business world that you can apply when you are your own boss, where you are the one that's running a business or running other, you know, uh, different departments and things like that. Because if you have a business, you're going to eventually have people and, and services and products and, and departments and whatever, and people to assign, to delegate, to, you know, to teams and all these things. And you're not going to do it if you don't have, uh, I mean, you can do it. It's going to be more difficult if you don't have the experience because you're going to figure out on the go with them. But if you do have some of that, it's just going to make things happen and, and move quicker, which in your case, you were able to do that. And by the way, that that led you to being a, a pure entrepreneur. And, and I love what you said, that you started in the fitness world. That, that's what you knew. But then you realized some of the concepts you were applying, you apply to everybody else. All businesses are equal in the, I mean, in the base. You know, it doesn't matter what product, what service you have. There are certain core pieces to all of these that have to be the same. And core values are, I mean, I've been in the corporate world. You have to have a mission. You have to have the core values. And, you know, it's, it's enumerated. It's on the post. Some, I've been in a company where they had you memorize them. And <laughs> literally, you know, like, what are the core values? And, you know, we had a, a cool president who actually would come, you know, randomly. He's asked, like, what are the core values? And, and and you have to, like, you know, and if you get them right, you get, like, a, a gift card or something. <laughs> so it, it was cool. But but it was the concept of drilling that into the brains of the, 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 the teams because this way you believe. And that's the other thing. If you don't believe, you're not going to do. So that takes me to the question. How important are core values in, 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 in entrepreneurship? 
Yeah, well, core values are there whether you decide to reveal them or not. And so, you know, as as much as your story about having a corporate comp- company with core values that were sort of pressed upon you, uh, that's the right. That's like the story that most people have. And when I talk to entrepreneurs all the time, I say, "Have you developed core values and a mission?" And so, so many of them give me the same answer. They say, "Yep." We got them. We, when we first opened the business, we Googled a bunch of different companies we liked and we borrowed some of their core values and we wrote up a mission statement and then we put it in a desk drawer or we saved it on a file and we've never looked at it again. Or they say that we hire people and we tell them what their core values are. This just isn't what core values are. Think about it. What are the core values that you hold? In other words, what is the ember that burns inside of your chest that's there whether you choose to acknowledge it or not? All of ours are probably a little bit different. There's a lot of ways to find ways to link them together and make them correspond. But if you're the entrepreneur, it's not your duty to look outward for your core values. It's your duty to look inward and do the work to reveal what was already there. What got you to where you're at today? Not what do you wish you were, but who are you for real? What is it? What is it that gets you up and motivates you? How is it that you go about work? Are you a planner or do you like to run and gun? Like there's all sorts of different ways to look at coming up with what your core values are. But ultimately, if I can figure out me, by the way, the spear and clover, that's two of my core values. It represents two of them. And that's why it's on my hat. It's tattooed on my arm. It's the name of my company and my podcast. It's because that's who I am. The thing that it's on my head, it'll be on my headstone when I'm gone. And so what I would say is now my job as I grow my team is to try to reveal the core values of the people that I'm thinking about hiring and make sure that there's alignment there so that we don't both enter into a marriage that's destined for divorce. And so at the end of the day, your core values are exactly that. They're the thing that have always been inside of you. It's really up to you to develop the introspection, to do the work and the maturity to actually just reveal what's already there. Not to hope that one day you will be disciplined or motivated or excited or whatever, or friendly or not friendly or whatever the things you might pick for core values, but to actually just determine who am I for real and what are my strong suits? Because everybody has those. It's really just our job to reveal them. So those are the drivers behind you, behind your character, your personality. Now, now, I, I love what you said, spear and clove are two of your core values. So can you expand on that? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that that's pretty interesting. I mean, spear, I can get it like, you know, being at the point, being, you know, focused, being uh, maybe I'm just, you know, trying to extrapolate. Yeah. From it. I'll tell you the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so the spear and clover, if you're watching the video, I have a tattoo on my forearm of like a Spartan spear and a clover, an infinite clover of rope. Um, and that symbol was uh, drawn by my good friend, Jackie. Um, but the story is. <clears throat> One day I was uh, rucking through the dunes. That's I live here in the Ogden Dunes National Park. I was rucking through the dunes with my two Australian shepherd dogs. Um, and and I was I had a log, a 40-pound log on my shoulder and a 40-pound pack on my back. And we did 11 miles, uh, you know, six out and or five and a half out, five and a half back. And I didn't put that log down the whole time. I was very military mindset. I was focused on my goal. I was hoofing. I was moving as fast as I can, sweats pouring down. Um, and, and that represents the spear, right? I was going as hard as I can with discipline and hard work to achieve a goal. Meanwhile, 
my two dogs are running out into the woods and playing and rolling around. And then they come back and they check on me. And then they're running out, they're rolling around in the bushes and going in the lake, which is right next to where we were. Um, and, and they're having the time of their lives. If I went 11 miles that day, hurricane, they went at least 22, probably more, but they were having the time of their lives while they were doing it. And so what it occurred to me is at my best in my life, it's not just when I'm military mindset, I'm super core, I'm super focused on achieving a certain goal and laser focused and discipline. It's also when I'm taking time to be spirit of the puppy, when I'm running around and having a good time, when I'm learning new things, when I'm having, when I'm sharing, uh, you know, fun times with my friends or whether that's even collaborating on a business. Um, and so the spear and clover really is a reminder to me to be pursuing my goals, to stay military mindset, stay disciplined, stay focused, but also remember to, you know, enjoy my life as it's happening, to learn new things, to, to show up uh, as the best father and friend and, and uh, husband that I can be. Um, and so that's what the spear and clover means. Pretty good stuff, man. Uh, and I, and, I, and I, I love it. Like you analyze everything too. Like you're always aware and, and, and you can, and, and you apply that. And that's, that's, that's an actual characteristic that is important for people to adopt or at least to, to develop or even extract. Cause we all have something again. It's, there's a lot of raw stuff in us in general, anyone watching, listening, um, no matter what your circumstances, no matter where you are, there's a lot of good stuff in there that you can just just extract from within. And but you gotta be aware of things. You have to to see every single thing, analyze everything. I think that I use that too, like analyze everything, and then it becomes part of who I am. And you did it, and then you based your 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 core, you know, values that at least you apply, and you have it even as as your logo and your tattoo. It's that that's how deep. I love what you said. It will be on my stone <laughs> when I'm gone. I mean, you know, that's that's how deep you you believe in that, and it's important. But it is it is meaningful. And it is a driver behind how you do things. So now, now you 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 created the Spear and Clover Mastermind, you know, for entrepreneurs. You you basically consult and help people, you know, that that want to build business. Like ultimately, the fitness piece was the first part, and then now you explain to anybody that that wants to to get guidance on how to best you know operate, right? So so how does that work? If if someone when when is watching and listening wants to potentially use your services or learn your tricks and, and, and participate in your mastermind programming. Uh, you know, how does that work? You know, what should they expect? Yeah. So the people that I work with, I like to call them magicians. These are people that can make magic happen, right? They've, they wear all the hats. They can break through all the walls. They have big ideas and they're super passionate about what they're doing, but they're unable to re reproduce it in other people. They can't grow a team. They can't necessarily, they haven't been able to find scale. Um, and so what I try to help those magicians do is learn that si is learn how to transform that magic into science to help them become scientists. That way you measure what you do. You understand if I spend $1, I get $2 back. If I, you know, do this, then that happens because now instead of being self-employed where I'm the guy who changes the oil every day, and no matter how good at oil changes I do, I still have to change the oil every single day. Now I can implement science to become the entrepreneur where I own own Jiffy Lube, let's just say, and, and somebody else gets to do that. So I establish a business system that doesn't rely on me, doesn't rely on my memory, doesn't rely on my labor and my time for money in order to be successful and grow. And this is the core problem of small businesses in probably the world, but certainly in the Americas that I've worked with, um, is that so many folks enter into business because they can do something and they learn how to be very good at doing that thing. And then there's this big leap that has to happen for you to become the person who can lead and manage other people 
in a business system that you design that can scale while you're asleep or on vacation or doing something else. Well, that that's the ideal scenario, right? That that yeah. you you run a business, but you don't run a business. You're the business running, and you can be on 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 an island having you know a good drink, <laughs> you yeah. know, under the sun and a palm tree, and not to worry because you've already established you know all those things, and and you have a team that's doing the job, you know, whether you're there or not. But but that is a big piece because whether you're in the corporate world, whether you're in the entrepreneur, you know, ship, you know, side of it, um, leading, building teams delegating is is always a challenge uh and, and and there are reasons why i mean if i believe in my thing sometimes this is the mistake a lot of people make is that i do not want anybody else to do it because i do it best or better because i don't want to you know but you're right you can because you can train people to do exactly what you're doing and do better but not everybody has that you know and uh, well maybe everybody can train to do that and because i'll tell you I've, I've experienced this people try there are some super delegators, some that don't delegate anything. They want to do it all. Yet they There's have magicians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but a magician, you have to have, you eventually going to run out of tricks. You know what I mean? And exactly. stamina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want other magicians. And, and, and a true uh, leader makes leaders make other people do stuff. And you don't have to, you know, you can... You can sleep. You can actually just cruise control. You can, you know, that I can trust so and so to do the job without having stuff because I know I trained them to do what I do, and because they have their own skills, they can add that value, and now we have more. But it's not easy. So what 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 are some of the things that you have, I guess, discovered in 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 people that stops them from from being able to do this? Because I mean, I'm sure there's a problem there. I mean, I I kind of talked about just the general. Uh, the the general piece of it, but I know there's more to this. Yeah. I mean, well, for starters, I think most people think that because they are special, these entrepreneurs, they entrepreneurs, I think are special and they're somewhat rare. I don't think every, right now we're in a moment where entrepreneurship is having a ton of, uh, you know, publicity and a lot of people are entrepreneurial and technology and the internet has made that more and more possible. And you better believe I'm all for that. But I know lots of people who just aren't entrepreneurs. Maybe they're self-employed. Maybe they get to have flexibility, but an entrepreneur is somebody who's solving problems, who's creating a vision and then building a path to achieve that vision. And that requires many different skills. It also requires this intrinsic interest and passion and drive that not everybody has, as you mentioned earlier, for their career. And so what we try to do a lot of times is we we go to the top of what I call of what is called the managerial pyramid, and that is you know the astronaut. We we need the best employees who have the most skills and they're super motivated and super disciplined. Otherwise, we're going to fail. And so people think I have to hire the absolute best people possible, and they're going to figure it out. And that's true. And if you're an investment bank or you're a private equity company or you're Tesla or SpaceX. Sure, you can hire the absolute best genetic specimens of human beings who went to Harvard and Yale and Stanford and MIT, and they'll figure it out. But for most of us, if you run an ice cream shop or a bar or a gym or a podcast studio, right, um, you have to be able to do the other side of that, the McDonald's side of that. You have to be able to codify all that magic that's stuck between your ears into science so that anybody can take it over. The most successful entrepreneurs, by and large, Elon Musk kind of notwithstanding, but the most successful uh, uh, 
Bezos, the most successful entrepreneurs are have jobs that are much closer to the fry cook at McDonald's than they have close to the astronauts in NASA. And the reason is, is because they've codified the systems and procedures that need to happen for you know this desirable result to repeatedly happen over and over again on a very large scale. And so that's the work that so many visionary entrepreneurs just never can make themselves go through to do. And so it's what I help people to do, part of what I help people to do. That's quite a bit, but I love I, I love the way you break it down, man. And I'm sure that someone who is really in, in that mode, and you're right, it, people can be self-employed and there's a big difference between that and sure. being true an entrepreneur and, and building a vision and, you know, and taking something, an idea to enlarge it and eventually to a point where it becomes the Jiffy Lube or any of the front, you know, the, the companies where it's, it's, it's run by default and people can actually duplicate and multiply. Uh, so that, that's great. Now, now if someone joins your program, I mean, um, um, is that, is that a, a one-on-one program? Is that like a group that, that kind of concept? How long is the program? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so I primarily work one-on-one these days, uh, as I've been really, busy with the folks that I'm already working with. Um, so the folks that are the right fit, uh, I'll talk to anybody, would love to hear from anybody that wants to just talk through their business and what they're struggling with. Uh, but typically I take somebody through a one-on-one process. Uh, there's a course associated with it. I've, I've got um, an entire course that they can go through. Uh, but really we start with what is your offer? What is the business? What are your core values? What are your mission? Basically the, the foundations of the business is the first phase. Um, and, and we help them through that. We help them create an undeniable all-star offer that anybody would say yes to that's going to allow them to sell not just to one-offs and different deals for everybody, but one deal that really satisfies their market and the avatar that they choose to serve. Uh, And then we help them to build frameworks. And this is what I was talking about with codifying that magic between your ears. We help them to build frameworks where they can take those foundations and they can scale it upward in a reliable and strong, stable way. Uh, And once they do that, we help them get into flow. We help them understand, you know, what is how to manage their team from the field day to day through things like key performance indicators, through things like modeling, through things like understanding how to manage a team and scale a team once you're actually up and in momentum. Awesome. Awesome. So, so I have a question. You, you, some people may question this and ask like, well, you mentioned that the, the concept in the fitness world and world are very similar to everything else, but, but, you know, is it really, I mean, it's a very simple concept. You have to have a fitness background and you have to know the stuff and it's a model, but you know, cause people probably will focus on, on the, the deliverables as opposed yeah. to the business piece of it. You know, I think that's the challenge yet. If you run a studio, it doesn't matter, small, large, medium, whatever, a gym, it is still an operation. I think, I think that's a challenge. So, so how do you just clarify to people? Like they're very close enough. And, and, you know, what would be some of the differentiators if there are any? Well, it's interesting. Um, fitness has this curse and it's pretty rare. I'm sure there are <laughs> other, I'm sure there are other businesses like this, but there is a curse in fitness entrepreneurs. And that is people don't start insurance companies because they have some innate passion for selling people insurance. People don't start painting companies that paint your house because they just, man, I just love painting the same color in a big flat wall and really not really doing it. But people do get into fitness to change people's lives because people get into fitness because it changed their lives. Right. And so 
so many entrepreneurs that are uh, like, let's just use insurance uh, salespeople. Those people want to know about how to do accounting correctly. They want to know about how to hire. They want to know how to delegate because they don't want to do it. They want to learn how to, um, you know, all of these things, right? People get into fitness and they think if I'm just the best trainer or the best coach or the best fitness business person, then I'll be more successful. And so I'll meet people who are the best trainer in town and all they want to do is get more certifications. All they want to do is to travel to a summit where a famous coach is going to be teaching them about breath work or cold plunges or sauna or weightlifting or CrossFit or whatever it might be. Um, and the reality is that's not their problem. They're already the best at that. They haven't taken a accounting 101 class. They don't understand the idea of meaningful differentiation in their marketing so that they can stand out amongst the people that are surrounding them in the marketplace. They don't know how to communicate to a, a, a potential buyer something that that buyer already wants. They try to sell them hard work. The buyer wants abs. The buyer wants to look better. They want to look in the mirror and love the person that they see. And we're talking to them about snatches and we're talking to them about sleds and we're talking, talking to them about jujitsu or whatever we're talking to them about. And so the, the thing that's funny is people will spend in fitness in particular, people will spend an entire career becoming diamond sharp and diamond you know, clear on the thing that they were already great at. And they'll totally ignore the very simple concepts that would have made them explode in financial and professional success. Meaning, by the way, when I figured that out, we went from 100 members to nearly 500 members. So not only were we doing better financially, but we were making so many more transformations and helping so many more people in their lives. Um, and I continue to see that. So um, what I found working with others, you know, I've worked with roofing companies and hormone clinics, and I've worked with dentists, and I worked with a cannabis coach. I've worked with all these different types of people now. Those folks primarily they're very interested in learning the business because they're 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 in business for business's sake in one way or another. Wow. All right, so so now let's talk about your new venture. Sure. <laughs> so 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 again if you don't mind the name and then and what it does exactly because I know it's it's a, it's a it's a very cool thing and uh it's it I'm assuming it's going to help, you know. People. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, so it does. Yeah. So, um, so I, I own a company with a partner, uh, Dr. Jacob Egbert, uh, who's wonderful. And he's, if he's not already, he's an industry leader in the making. He's, uh, a, a very gifted doctor. He's very passionate, uh, and also very interested in, in men's health and fitness as has have been for many years. Um, he started as a client and I knew that I didn't want to go into fitness and I knew that I wanted to get back into being involved in a business in a more of a way. Um, and I've been on hormone replacement for the last three years. Um, and what happened for me was, you know, I was 37, I think at the time, uh, and working out every day, I was owning a gym, running a gym every day. Uh, I was eating right. I was eating 90% right. Maybe not my absolute best of my life, but I was eating very good. Uh, I was getting plenty of sleep. I was doing everything right. And I wasn't getting the same results. And so at first I thought, oh, this is just what happens when you get older. I'm 37. It's over for me. I'm just slow death from here on out. And, and at, after about a year of that, I'm, I had done this for years. And so I knew I do this squat cycle for this many weeks and I should go from this number to that number. And it just wasn't happening. And so something just finally clicked where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get a blood test. I'm going to get a deep dive blood test and see what's going on. And here I am with a six pack walking around, you know, 225 pounds and pretty lean and my testosterone is 180 and normal is, you know, 300 to a thousand. And, and I was like, how is this possible? Well, there, it turns out, you know, there's been a huge decline in, in our men's, our, our nation and our world's men's 
testosterone walking around. The average 35-year-old man has what a 65-year-old man would have had in 19, in 2000, just 23 years ago. And so when I met Dr. Jacob and, and started to help him with his business, I could see not only that this was a business that I was super interested in, but also that he was supremely capable at the medical side. And I was a perfect complement to that on the business side. Uh, and so we've we've started working together. We've been working together for about six months. Um, and we're working in Utah only right now, but plan on going nationwide. Um, and so far, it's just been unbelievable. I mean, it's very similar to CrossFit where you meet somebody on day one and they're not proud of themselves. They're not, their shoulders are slumped forward. They don't have energy. Their, their kid wants to go out and play and they don't have the energy for it. They're drawn to their phone more than they're drawn to their wife. And, and what you find is you have that second or third meeting with that person three or six months later, and it's a different guy. That guy walks in the room, his chest is up, his shoulders are back. He's got a square jaw. And he's like, yeah, I just took my daughter sailing this weekend. We're going camping next weekend. I bit an elk on the neck and took it down in the woods. Like it's a totally different guy. This person is, is out there living his best life. Um, whatever that may be, by the way, I don't, you know, whatever that might be. Um, and it's simply because there was a hormone imbalance. Uh, and so there's a number of reasons why this has happened. And we have podcasts about that, that people can check out at primalmountainmedical.com. Uh, but whether it's, you know, the, the, the plastics in the air, whether it's environmental stuff, whether it's the fact that we're sitting in front of screens instead of out in the fields now, whether it's because we're sitting behind a desk for work instead of working with our hands, whatever it may be, the fast foods are increasingly more, um, you know, processed. So many factors are against us that it's becoming very, very difficult. Even if like I was, even if you're doing almost everything right, it's become very, very difficult for us to maintain a natural optimized hormone level. Uh, and it's, it's totally transformed my life. And I'm just so proud to be able to help other men and, and maybe eventually women, uh, to, to help it, help them transform their lives. I mean, you talked about a lot of transformation there. I mean, just the, the example of of you know someone in bootcamp, or you know, uh, from day one to to six months later, and how their personality, their posture, and everything. But 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 hormones, and you're right. I mean, sometimes in in the women world, we talk about hormones all the time, menopause and stuff, and there's there's cyclical stuff. But for men, we tend not to to really bring this topic a lot. And you're right. Uh, and it is actually. I mean, I, I've been reading about it, and yes, testosterone levels are just a high low, you know, uh, in 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 the history of of I guess mankind, you know, because to your point, everything that's that's really against you know where it's supposed to be. Now, now, um, this 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 program you are you have is it just a, in a you know? It's, I'm assuming it has also supplements and or some sort of a um, hormonal you know uh, I guess add on. How does that yes. work? Yeah, so we're a medical. We're a medical clinic, so he prescribes medicine. Everybody is different. It's medical health. Uh, typically, that's you know in the form of testosterone hormone optimization and, and replacement. Uh, but uh, I, I I'm not actually as for for the for the cause or the topic. Uh, I'm agnostic. We only serve people in Utah. So if you're hearing me right now and you don't live in Utah. I can't sell you anything. And so what I would say is there are supplements out there on the market. There are other treatments that are out there on the market. What I would say, if anything comes out of this part of this conversation is number one, uh, do a little bit of research. And number two, check your blood. You may not have low testosterone, but what I also found was there were some other markers in my blood that I wanted to address. And that especially men, when we measure something, we improve it. It's been my experience with everybody. When it was in CrossFit and we were measuring squat numbers or pull-ups or you know one-mile run times or row times, uh, as soon as we start to track things, all of a sudden you see that scale go down on the weight, you see the numbers go up on the weights, you see the numbers improving. Uh, my numbers 
across the board improved from borderline bad, like borderline red flags to perfect within the first six weeks of me taking it. And it wasn't just the treatment. It was because I knew I was measuring it. I had a test coming up and it's the man test. So now I'm working out more. I'm going on walks with my daughter. I'm eating more healthy. I'm not choosing to do certain things. I'm, I'm pursuing things that are in my best interest because I know I got a test coming up. And so what I would say is if there's anything that comes out of this, I it's unlikely that too many of your listeners are from Utah. So what I would say is get your blood tested. That's something you can do. And then research, what's the right thing for you? Is it, you know, nutrition and health improvements? By all means, try those things. We do have a, we have a podcast episode that, that Dr. Jacob and I put out at Primal Mountain Medical uh, that talks about how, what's the best way you can maximize your chance to naturally have optimal hormones. Unfortunately, for some people, that's not possible. And that's where medical treatment, you know, becomes, you know, much more realistic. Uh, and so, you know, if you're somebody who grew up like my, my cousins that grew up in Minnesota wrestling and they're hunters now, and they work, you know, blue collar jobs, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just fine. But if you're somebody who lives in a city or if you're somebody who's not eating great, if you're somebody who's not getting enough sleep or, you know, you're super stressed out all the time from work, you know, you might take a look there because everything from energy, drive, focus, memory, muscle, fat, un unwanted fat, all of those things improve just by having optimized hormones. And so something like that is it, it really is a whole life changer uh, for those people who get it figured out. Well, thank you. And by the way, you hit on something very important to 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 really address is that we in general uh, men and and I love what you said when you know your numbers you'll do whatever it takes oh yeah but oh, here's yeah. the challenge you said test get your blood you know markers up people sometimes don't do that and unfortunately i think there's a lot of us that probably don't even ask their doctors to do a full workup in, in in their blood. They just do the preventative stuff. Well, not even preventative. They do just the checkups. And sometimes it could be exactly. a year, two years, three years. Yeah. It, it is like, again, it is important to do the whole work and make sure that everything is good. And whatever is not, you can, you can if you can see it early on as early detection, as they say, right, you will be able to do a better you know, job at, at, you know, fixing the problem. But if you don't and you delay, it's just going to be much harder to get it, whatever it is that you need to be done. So it is important, just guys out there. And by the way, ladies, same thing. I mean, do your blood work, check everything, make sure that you need whatever you need because you don't know. I mean, at least when you know, you have the ability to actually address those pointers and, and, and you can make a difference in your health. And by the way, your health and everybody else around you. Whether, again, talking about entrepreneurs, you know, you have a business, you need to be optimized yourself <laughs> to, to help other people yeah. and succeed. Well, and you know, COVID actually did us a little bit of a favor. I think it just accelerated this, but much like people are working from home, you can use telehealth now. There's been uh, the, the the laws in telehealth changed, although it's not permanent, it is still current. Uh, and it seems like it's going to stay permanent, um, that telehealth. So you can have telehealth consultations with doctors. You can go to a lab core. Most, most clinics use lab core, which is where everybody gets drug tested. There's 20,000 locations. And so women... And this is an interesting nuance is women always have to go to the doctor. They go to for a lot of things. There's a lot women go to the doctor at a far higher rate than men. Men, it's tough to get a guy to go to the doctor, right? If he feels okay, if things are not broken, if he's not, you know, bleeding or, you know, coughing something, up, he's usually not going, right? Um, and so what I've found is 
just by lowering that from COVID, those the restrictions coming down where you can now have telehealth consultations and stuff, I do think that's a really big um, motivator uh, for men who otherwise would have just stayed home. Uh, so again, like I genuinely can't sell most of the people listening to this anything. I'm, this is not a sales pitch. It really did help me so much in my my life, and and I couldn't more highly recommend at least getting it checked because even if even if your testosterone's fine. If you find out your cholesterol is high, if you find out your blood sugar is high and you're going to be diabetic, there are things that you can do that start with fitness and health and recovery and stress, breath work, things like that, that can dramatically change. And if you're 40, imagine, I always like to think about my life as I'm writing my own book. Imagine I get to 40, I'm halfway through the book and every page after that is just the same and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. That's the most boring freaking book I ever heard in my whole life. If you're 40 years old, if you're 50 years old, if you're 55 or even 60 years old, you got a lot of book left to write. And so why on earth would you start acting like you're dead now? And so to me, there's just so much more life to left to live. And so you owe it to yourself to at least get your blood work done. Oh, thank you. And, and by the way, I know you're in Utah, but but your message is really worldwide, and I think it it, it resonates with everyone. And hopefully, you guys launch it up all over the world. And, and oh, we'll you know, be seeing you. Step. We'll be seeing you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it yeah. is a concept that you have, but you're right. You know, it's I, I you know you mentioned forty. I'm actually you know in fifty two mark, and I can tell you, your body is not the same. And yes, if you don't maintain, uh, you will start feeling lazy. You will start feeling stuff. You cannot do that. You got to keep up. It's harder. But, you know, no matter what, you got to maintain because to your point is, how do you want to live the rest of your life? You had a great, terrific life so far, but do you want to decline quick or you want to maintain and 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 have a, uh, I, I don't believe that we, we extend our life, but what we do is we extend the quality of our life, you know, because, because huh? time's up, time's up, right? But, but I want to live until the time's up as, as optimized as I can, you know, as opposed to live in, you know, in, 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 in pain and, and bad, you know, outcomes, because uh, it's just not a good way. Right. You know, so, and then you don't enjoy life. You got to enjoy life. Right. So, well, so yeah, I, I mean, to cut you off, uh, the thing I would say about that, cause that's such a good point is, you know, wherever, wh whatever shape you're in now, if nothing changes, you're not, you can't, nobody expects that they're going to be the same at 70, which means you're going to decline. And so, Nobody that lives to be a hundred years old started eating healthy and working out at 90. They started when they were 30 or 40. And then they maintained those easy habits to stay way above the pack as that uh, as the rest of the population declined. And so it really is just a small amount of you know maintenance and work. Cause I talked about hormones now, but the beginning of this conversation was all about working out together and eating healthy and all those other things. These are things that make you feel better. They're good for you and you like them. They give you more energy. They give you the ability to do more fun things. And from a longevity perspective, if you don't start those habits now, somebody's going to be picking your ass up off of a toilet in 20 years. Not not a good picture and not something that anyone watching or listening would, would, would wish for or even get there. And you're right. It is not easy, folks. And and it, we we are responsible. It doesn't matter who's listening, watching. Uh, men or, or women, you, the concept is you need to do this. You need to take care of yourself and, and stay healthier and fitter. And, and you're right. If you don't do it, then your health is going to decline by default. It's just aging. So yeah. you need to kind of compensate of that, the, you know, that decline by doing the extra stuff. And you'd be surprised. I mean, we, we have a lot of examples out there of, of people are in the seventies and eighties, you know, some of the, the movie stars, I mean, they're still, I mean, Stallone and, 
Swanjaneng, I mean, these guys are still looking top notch. I mean, for the age group, I mean, listen, I'd love to look like them, you know, yeah. now, <laughs> let alone at that age. But the fact is, they do the work, you know. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, my favorite guy, The Rock, is 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 rocking. I mean, he yeah. still looks the best that he can look, right? And you know, but he puts hours and hours daily on his own. Now, some people say, "Well, that's The Rock. He's got the money. He's got this." Yeah, it doesn't matter. He could be very easily distracted by anything else because of the money, but no, he does what he does for him. And you know, and so those are the examples that that we can easily reflect to and and relate to. But the fact is, every one of us can be that same, you know, and can do it. But it takes discipline, as we said earlier. You know, you need to be able to be responsible for yourself and accountable. Yeah, and you talked about being a martial artist. I am a jujitsu guy, and before that, I was into CrossFit, and before that, it was sports in my youth. And one thing that I've always found is if you find something that's interesting, that's fun, that you enjoy doing, that you look forward to doing, where your friends are, you're not going to think of going to the gym as a chore. I, I bet you never have to convince yourself to go practice uh, in, in a martial arts class. I don't have to convince myself to go to jujitsu because I can't wait to go fight my friends at jujitsu, you know, a couple of times a week. And that's how I stay in shape right now. Or, you know, I'm taking, you know, hikes with my daughter down to the beach. You don't have to convince me to do that. And so what I would say too is, you know, when it comes to these things, yes, there is some discipline, especially getting started, but you can find Zumba. You can find something that you enjoy that keeps you active uh and if you can do that it really doesn't take much you don't have to be arnold schwarzenegger you don't have to be the rock and you can keep your bone density high and your hormones somewhat in check and and keep your energy and mobility well into your late stages of life movement and, and exercise will definitely optimize you know at least the basics and you can do more with supplements and everything else but you're right i mean if and you hit on something and we're coming to the end show but you hit on something very important i think uh, we have become lazier. We have become more on like couch potatoes type of thing. <laughs> you know, we're just chilling and relaxing and not doing well. a lot of people. You get, best example you give about your guy who's a hunter who's doing the stuff and he's outdoors <laughs> and making things happen. Yeah. That guy is probably going to be in a better shape because he is. And by the way, nature had been that way for 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 centuries. We we were not meant to be sitting down doing the work, you know, behind the desk. Everybody was laboring, working. Doesn't matter. Before a century ago, a couple, you know, 150 years ago, everybody was working a lot more, you know, actively by physical activity as opposed to just brain activity. And so that's changed. Now we have thumb activity. <laughs> you know, you just have how fast can you type and how fast can you code and whatever, which is all good, by the way. Yeah. But if because we have changed, we have to adapt our ourselves into adding all the things that we are not having. I mean, as simple as grounding, as they say, you know, walk barefoot, you know, on the on, on the ground. That's something that people don't do, but it is very beneficial. And you can do that anywhere around your house. You know, just step out, you know, if you have a backyard in front of the house, whatever. But, yeah. oh, my God, you, you it's good for you. I mean, again, I'm just an example, but there's things that we're supposed to connect back with in our nature and do things. And by the way, like I, I just posted the other day something like I was on vacation. I still have to do my workout. Actually, someone said like, well, you're on vacation. You're supposed to do anything. No, actually, on vacation. Workout is essential. I got to have my workout. This is not, I'm not going to be lazy. It's what makes my vacation a vacation is I want to be not caught up with it. I want to do more hours at a gym and I want to have time, have fun with it. And you're right. If you do have fun, 
with something that interests you, nothing. I mean, I love the jujitsu part. You're going to go in and you're going to grapple with these guys and who's yeah. going to put everybody else to sleep. You know, why not, right? You know, it's the best time of your life. You come out there like, woo, yeah, baby. <laughs> Nobody's ever regretted going to a workout. It's the thing before. Every, there's all, everybody regret or everybody has resistance to go to the workouts. Sometimes even me, but nobody's ever finished a workout and gone, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Everybody feels better when they're done with a good workout. I mean, as long as you're not hurting yourself, right? Yeah, no, it, it, exercise feels good. I mean, you go to the gym, yeah. you come out, you know, like it's work, you sweat, you know, but when you finish, you, you're, You've, your vitality is there. You oh, yeah. you feel it. I mean, you're energized. It's just a different personality. I mean, a lot of people go before the, the the work. They pump up and they go to work. They're just energized. And sometimes you can do it even at night. You come out of work and you go to the gym. You know, the only thing with that, you probably won't sleep because <laughs> you yeah. just have a second run. But, but, you know, whatever suits you. I mean, there's always a way. That's the other thing. People have excuses like, I don't have time. Make the time. You know, because because the only thing, like they said, like you 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 can either make your time for your health right now, or you can make make time for your sickness or whatever. So you you do not want to do that, right? So so we can do something right about everything. Well, Jason, this been this been a, a, a you know a fun you know discussion with you, man. It's uh, you know we just exceeded the hour, but really it was just I don't know. We've covered quite a bit of grounds, and uh, yeah. I've learned a lot and. You certainly, uh, you know, have a great story here that we've shared with people. Um, you know, so I will put your link, you know, on on the description of the show, so people actually can link up to you at least for the bigger picture for for the Clover and, and Spear. And as you 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 have your other, you know, new new adventure, you know, exploding and expanding around the states, and you know, the ones listen, people are going to know about it because this is going to go all over. So hopefully that that's going to help as well. And yeah, man, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed thank this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Hurricane. I appreciate you having me on. This has been an unbelievable conversation. I love the energy that you bring. Uh, and I really appreciate you sharing this time with my audience, which or with your audience, uh, which is why if you're still listening to this, it's not because of me. It's because you love what Hurricane's doing and he's doing a lot. Uh, so make sure you take an opportunity to, to like, subscribe and share this podcast with this friend, because that's going to mean the world to him. And it's only going to cost you 30 seconds of time. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And by the way, you did mention you have a podcast. So yeah, same, same thing. You know, what's the name of the podcast? Spear and Clover podcast. Staying on go. brand. That's it. That's it. So folks, hey, listen, do the same. Share the love there too. And you know what? More information, more stuff. You get more of Jason, uh, you know, and, and his talks. And and I know it's going to be just a lot of good stuff out there. So so let's let's do that, folks. And And hopefully you've learned, you know, something today that can change your life with somebody you know because sometimes we 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 got this but but we know someone who may not got it you know and and you know, hopefully we can help them you know and, and you never know uh on your entourage there's always someone that can use the help and so just just this is an opportunity to do that it's just sharing the value all right folks um there you have it um i'm hurricane age we'll be talking soon new day new show and topic jason thank you so much thank you sir you're welcome bye everyone there's a lot of talk all over the internet these days about the remarkable benefits of carbon 60 and baby boomers are especially excited about it whatever generation you're in if you want more energy better health and a boost in vitality we invite you to try Gresca's carbon 60 a stunning development in free radical destruction being much smaller in size than conventional antioxidants derived from fruits and vegetables it is far more bioavailable to quickly mend the toxin-crippled cells in your body. Greska's Carbon 60 is the only C60 product that is made without the use of undesirable solvents. The only one. 
Greska's Carbon 60 was developed by a brilliant NASA carbon scientist, and 95% report positive results from this Nobel Prize winning technology in just four days. Visit c-60.com. That's c-60.com or call 720-600-6040. 